Hallelujah. He's coming back soon. There's all... Uh, we'll release the children. Sorry. Release the children. Bye, kiddies. Have a nice time. We will. Well, I will, anyway. There's already more mobile phones on the planet than there are people, so there'll be no excuse to, to, uh, to miss him. However it's going to work out, you know? Who knows? He knows. But he is coming back soon because all of the things that are working their self out uh, is leading to that, um, that inevitability. Just to say, <coughs> spiritual warfare apostolic training is every week on a Friday, 9.30 to 3.30. You will be most welcome at that. We've got our touch point next weekend. So Friday, Saturday, and then moving into Sunday, we're looking at reproducing and becoming fruitful in the gate. Uh, it's the month of Shabbat, it's the tribe of Ashes, so we'll be exploring those things, what they mean to us, and that will be next week. The other thing that's really important for us to focus on, uh, May, the weather won't be like that, but, you know, it's a bit cooler now. Okay, do you like the background? Oh, thank you. Uh, okay. Mission Week, Mission Week with Jonathan Conrath and his team is in May, we're going to have a few days of mission and we're going to be building up to that with uh, prayer meetings, nights of prayer. The other churches, Jenny mentioned about the changes that are going on in the, in the town-wide leadership. It's getting really exciting. So your prayers are being answered and we're seeing changes take place. We're working together, as, as Jenny just indicated. So we're going to be building up to this. And they've suggested sort of nights of prayer, starting with um, a celebration sort of on a Friday evening, at uh, 7.30 to about 9, and then going through the, the night uh, with people coming and going through the evening and praying to the next morning. There's a couple of those planned, other events as well. And uh, then those that are going to be uh, sort of leading people to the Lord at the event, because there's going to be lots of salvations. This is the year of harvest. And so those people that are, need, are going to be working as the ministry team, they'll be trained over this period as well. And we're going to see amazing things. Things are going to start happening on the streets. It's going to be an exciting time. So we want you to have those dates in your diary. Do not book holidays that week because that is going to be a key week for all of us to see this nation turned. And I was uh, thinking about last year. So much happened last year, 2017. I know I've not documented all the things, because there's a lot of things that you have done, different ones of you have gone out to the nations and done things. Uh, I was just looking through some of my uh, photos on my computer, and so obviously that's my, mainly my focus. Um, a lot of things happened. This room has been developed. The war room's been developed. All sorts of things have been going on that are not always visible. But in March, we went to Germany to really begin to start sowing the seeds for an apostolic centre. We had our Seder meal last year in April. That was a national event, and I think, Dave, there was over 90 people at that Seder meal. 
uh, uh, that was a great time. We went to Finland, to Helsinki. We took a team. There's Dit there, and there's Gwen uh, ministering to people. We had a great time in, in Finland. And that's where the, the, really the um, desire came for the silks ministry and for the dance ministry to really be released. And uh, so that was really exciting. Israel, the team went uh, to Israel in May and we saw a little creature, one of those rock animals that they have. Can't even think of the name of it now. Who? Yes, something like that. Hi, Rats. Yeah, I think that might have been it. Uh, yes, there's the team. That's uh, the Garden of Gethsemane in the little church that they've just built in the, <laughs> in the Garden of Gethsemane. So that's the team there. And there's going to be a team going this year. We did 21 days of prayer in July. That was an amazing uh, event. We had the visit of Jennifer LeClaire, if you remember, in August last year. And then when Anne and um, Janice came, we then went around some of the places where we felt we might see some emerging uh, apostolic work going on. We were in Maidstone on the 2nd of October in a, in a, a room full of people. We then moved to Leighton Buzzard and we had a gathering there. We then went to Spilsby in Lincolnshire the following day and we met in uh, the church building there. They've got a, they bought a school and they're meeting there. That's our friends Richard and Sally Osmond. We then moved on to Manchester and Anne delivered a prophetic word to Andy Hawthorne who heads up the, the uh, message uh, in Manchester. That was a, just an amazing time and a group of people there. We've also, in April, had Chuck, if you remember, he came and dedicated the, uh, the war room. I'd kind of forgotten about that till I was looking through the calendar. In November, we had Martin and Norma and also Jane Hammond, who has brought amazing prophetic words to us. We've got international connections that have been coming to Touchpoint. Jeff and Janet, please keep praying for Janet as she recouped from uh, major surgery. We also had our friends that came from Finland as well, Johanna and different members of the church there, her family and others. Gert and Eula Lee, they've been over several times last year and you made it possible for them to begin to rent their apostolic centre and we sent just before Christmas a load of PA equipment as well and they're utilising that now in their apostolic centre in Germany. Um, we know that we've got some friends, two apostolic ladies in India, in Chandigarh, who want us to work with them and to establish an apostolic centre in India. So that's going to happen at some point this year. So it's exciting. Different ones have gone out. Ditton Howard have gone out, various others. Things are happening. Isn't it exciting? We had loads of people that have never spoken before doing nuggets. And weren't we blessed? Yes, we were. All kinds of things have been happening. So, are we ready, Ian? We're ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Thunderbirds are go.
There was so much more I wanted to do, just ran out of time and, and know-how, expertise. Here, here's another view, look closely at, at Tracy Island. <laughs> there we have it. Isn't that exciting? And uh, just to say, Touchpoint is our monthly gathering of space cadets. Amen? <laughs> this is people who like to live in another realm. Amen? Come on now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This, this was uh, one of, this, uh, one of the um, little uh, things that they did and one of the images that Thunderbird used. And, and I, I saw it and it said City of Fire. And I thought, yes, Burton-on-Trent. That is what it's going to be. Jenny mentioned this morning about the fire that was prophesied. The fire is going to be here in Burton-on-Trent. It's going to explode and we're going to take it out. Now, here's some people that don't just like to keep their feet on the ground all the time. You know, they're always out on assignment. They like to go where it's adventurous. Amen? Now, this is a very important person in Thunderbirds. He is the one who really makes it all happen. He's the developer. He's the creator. Can you make it happen, Braves? Well, of course he can. Now, we have our own man who makes it happen. Aren't you excited that we have got <laughs> our chair of the trustees, Mr. Howard McCallum? He is the brains behind this outfit here. He definitely is a can-do person. And I said, if I had the technology and the time, I would have developed this a little bit more, but I... I ran out of both. So, amen. You've done some incredible things in your team, Howard, to make the, the building really begin to work, getting us ready for web streaming. You know, partway through the process, I mean, apart from the fact that Dana's been moving to and from the States, which has interrupted where we were going, but then we, when we went to Finland, we realised we probably wanted to begin showing and airing our programs from the war room rather than the glory room, and that threw everything into mayhem again as we bought more equipment and put more wires through the roof and what have you. But we're moving somewhere. We're getting much closer. I think the extra telephone line was connected up last week, so we know that we're moving in the right direction. Now, what makes Thunderbirds totally FAB? Well, it is... Teamwork. Amen. I believe God is building a team here. And you can take the acrostic and it reads, Together, everyone achieves or accomplishes more. Amen. Team is really, really important. And as I was looking through the pictures, David and Irene, we set you in in February 2010. And I want to tell you, you need to get ready for new beginnings this year with your team because you are coming into that time of new beginnings and we're going to see things take off in the pastoral ministry, in the ministry team that we've got and your roles will begin to change this year. Amen, I'm prophesying that. We're developing, we're growing. It is a year for team. Now, trust me, 
when I say that is something that God is speaking to the church in this year, not just ours, but others. Now, read this with me. A team is a group of individuals working together to achieve a goal. A group does not necessarily constitute a team. Teams normally have members with complementary skills and generate synergy through a coordinated effort which allows each member to maximise their strengths and minimise their weakness. That's the point of team, and we're going to be focusing a bit on that. Team members, come on, read it with me. Team members need to learn how to help one another. Help other team members realise their true potential and create an environment that allows everyone to go beyond his or her limitations. We're going to give gentle nudges to each other. Not to overwhelm each other, but you are capable of far more than what you imagine. Amen. If you saw one of Chuck's uh, emails that he sent out, someone gave him a plaque and it said, Think Differently. Do you remember? And it was spelled T-H-I-N-C-D-I-P-H-R-U-N-T-L-Y. Think Differently. We've got to change our mindsets. There is no limit in God and you're made to be like him. So this year we're going to work together to take ourselves to new places that we've never been to before and in God. And let me tell you, it is always going to be exciting. Always exciting. It's not going to be miserable, it's going to be exciting. And some of you, in the next few months when you come out the front, will look excited as well. (laughs) You'll let your face know that. Okay, are we ready? A team becomes more than just a collection of people when a strong sense of mutual commitment creates synergy, thus generating performance greater than the sum of the performance of its individual members. That's amazing because we've got some amazing people here. But when you're working together... Amazing people come up with some phenomenal results. I believe God's building a community. It is a kingdom community. Now, what's community all about? Well, the dictionary says, a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. Now, I wanted to know what characteristic was. So, a characteristic is a feature or quality belonging typically to a person, place or thing and serving to identify them. Now it says there the Greek origin is a stamping tool. If any of you are familiar with uh, Hebrews chapter 1, it talks about Jesus being the express image of God. And the word in the Greek for express image is character. And it means a figure stamped, which is... What this says here, a stamping tool. If you think about a cookie cutter, you ladies that bake, or even gentlemen that bake, you know, you take it, might be a gingerbread man, and you put it into the dough, and you lift it out, and the next one is the same as the first one, the third one's like the same as the second, and the first one, yes? 
Jesus is the representation of the Father. He has the same character and nature, and that is what we're called to. But this characteristic of this community is very, very important because we're not all the same. We're not all the same, but we should have the same character. That's why God brings people together to actually rub off those rough edges. Amen? There are people that can't handle that, so they sit at home watching the Christian channel rather than coming to church. Well, I don't know how they're going to go on in the future. Handheld, Ian, or what? What's, what's the deal? So we, we are the image of God in that his nature and character is being expressed through us. Is that right? Now, here's something, okay, a feature or quality that's typical to us that serves to identify us. What is that? We're tired of church as usual. We want presence, not program. Amen. I believe that is why many people are gathering together because we're tired of same old, same old. Come on, preach with me and then I'll move a bit quicker. We're not content to play church. We're God's ecclesia. We're not playing at church. We're not playing a game. We are serious about why God has created us and the purpose for which he created us and what we need to do to fulfill that mandate on our lives. Amen. We're the ecclesia. We are the government of God on the earth, right? When we say something, it happens. Amen. We're not living for ourselves, but we're living for others. We don't think what's best for me, we, what's, we think what's best for them. Me and you. Okay? We don't think of ourselves first. We always think, what about them? What impact is it going to have on other people? We're not living for this life, but we're living for the next life. There's not many amens. Come on now. What kind of a church have we got here? You must have a spirit of heaviness. You've got to break that off yourselves this morning. Amen. Come on. We're living with eternity in view. The things that you can't see, Paul said, are eternal. The things you can see, they're only temporal. Don't hang on to too much of the temporal stuff because you need to grab a hold of that that you can't see with your natural eyes, but they are there if you look and look again that we need to pull in out of that spirit realm that are eternal and that we need to release onto the earth. Hallelujah, exciting. We're longing for peace, but we're trained and we're ready for war. Yes, we are. Come on. We're not a cruise liner, but we're trained for an aircraft carrier. Amen. It isn't easy on that aircraft carrier when you're coming in to land on that small platform that's bobbing about on the ocean. It's not easy to come in, but let me tell you, we're being trained for war. You are getting better. You're growing in your gifting. You're growing in your level of authority. You're getting some demons dealt with. Amen. Some of those issues are getting knocked off you. If you stay around long enough, that's really, really important. 
So many people get an aspiration of wanting to move to Burton. And they come here and then the Holy Spirit brings the pressure on when there's issues inside. At that point, you've got two options. It's fight or flight. You either fight it, get brothers and sisters, and we've got the best ministry team in the world in this place. Seriously. Mature people who know how to deal with the Dannys and get rid of them. Demons, you know what I mean? The issues, the pressures, we can get them broken off, curses broken off, bad soul ties, things that are holding you back, limiting things, family issues, we can break them off, spiritually free you and get any demonic stuff that's been limiting you, we can break that off, get you free, get you moving at a level that you've never done before. Make you supersonic. that you can fly with Thunderbird 1 or Thunderbird 2 or 3 or go underwater with Thunderbird 4. You can do it. You can be there. We're trained. We live in authentic Christian lives. We're not brushing rubbish under the carpet. You've been in churches that are like that. Can't get near the front because there's just piles of junk that's just been pushed under there. We want authentic relationships. Give that lady a microphone. (laughs) Amen. Come on. We want, don't we, the real deal. We're not satisfied to just keep each other at bay. Let's be real with one another. Even if it hurts. So that we're building on truth and honesty and transparency and we're building authentic. That's what the New Testament was. Authentic, real. We, we have spirit-led, spirit-inspired gatherings. We're following the flow. The spirit is there, amen? Yeah. And we're following him because we want to be a part of that. So, amen. You're okay this morning for a bit, aren't you? Okay. So, going on, subsection of a group of people living with this same particular characteristic, a group of people living together and practicing common ownership. Now, it says, as an example, a community of nuns. Now, we're not planning on that, okay? Just so as you can put your mind at ease. But I really do believe we are going to have a community of people living together when God releases the land to us and the buildings that are on there. We were staggered that there's already planning permission for accommodation, for a hotel on there. There are people going to be living in community on the land, sharing things together, that out of that expression is going to come amazing stuff that's going to touch the nations. So some will do that. It's not going to be a mandate on all of you. So when you read that, don't get worried. The Lord will deal with you. He's going to call those ones that are going to live together. What a work of grace that's going to be. Amen. (laughs) A particular aerial place considered together with its inhabitants like a rural community we're going to have an international apostolic prophetic community. Oh, yes. Mummy, daddy. It is happening. Uh, a body of nations is another definition or states unified by common interest. Before the EU, the European Union, remember it used to be called the EEC, the European Economic Community. We're already connecting with the nations. 
we know that um, the Antichrist is getting ready to be released who will begin to build his own kingdom. We know that the Illuminati want their new world order in place on the earth. Well, God is already working with his community of nations. Amen? Because those that stand around the throne will be from every tongue and tribe and nation, colour and creed. They're going to be drawn together because of their love for Jesus Christ. And, and their sold out lies for him. So that's going to be there. The condition of sharing or having certain attitudes and interests in common, a similarity or identity, a joint ownership or liability, I think many of you have already bought in to the vision of where God is taking us to begin to touch the world from this place in Burton-on-Trent. Amen? Well, you're nodding at least. So we have amazing teams here. If you're part of a team, say amen. We're developing, training, equipping, and releasing teams. The most recent team, Dave Hawthorne's been pulling together because next, a week on Wednesday, Dana goes back to the States for a period, and we need to be able to keep moving forward with our project. And so some of you brave, courageous folks have said, I'll be part of the media team. Amen? I mean, I just look at them cameras and buttons and all those things and think, oh! Or go into the media suite and see all the stuff that's in there. Listen, we are moving forwards with our team and we're being developed. And something exciting is synergy. Synergy. It's akin to energy. Synergy. And it's from this Greek word, sun, ergos. Sun means together. Ergon means work. Oh, now you've said that four-letter word. Synergy is working together. Let's read out what it says also in the dictionary. The interaction or cooperation of two or more organisations, substances or other agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. I don't know whether we're a substance, an organisation or what, but I'll tell you what, we're something that the world's not seen yet. When we come together as one, synergistically, which is not easy when you just had a plate put in your mouth and you're learning to talk, synergistically, when we're working together, the world has not seen a substance like it. Well, some of you are happy about that. We've got special forces. These look really intimidating guys, don't they? Um, it says special forces soldiers are not your regular soldiers. The soldiers who become part of these teams are selected to be as intimidating as possible in order to carry out the world's toughest, most complicated operations. NATO describes special forces as military activities conducted by specially designated forces manned with selected personnel using unconventional tactics. These units definitely go above and beyond the normal military activities. We are having developed special forces, and they're meeting together. It's our spiritual warfare apostolic training teams. And God has said to Jenny that he is raising up 70 people. Well, we're only getting 40 coming regularly, so there's room for more. 
And it doesn't necessarily mean that they you know, will, will, will come here every week, but there's a group that's being uh, built. And these are very special people designated as breakthrough people. Amen? Amen. They don't pray silly willy-nilly prayers like Martha Lucia used to say. We're beginning to break things down. Now, if you remember, in the last couple of weeks, we've heard of some I am statements. I think Gordon uh, mentioned some stuff, things that we ought to be considering. I noticed the other day on the news, they mentioned about this uh, racing car that uh, Jaguar have released, and there's some guys, it's under the Invictus Games uh, uh, canopy that Prince Harry has... um, has championed where people who have some form of disability or others are able to begin to raise themselves up. And I saw some wording, you can't actually see it on the bonnet, so when I went onto the internet, they've got a T-shirt with the two phrases that they've, they've, em- they've, they've put onto the front of this uh, car. And it is, I am the master of my fate, and I am the captain of my soul. Now, as we believers, we would always bring the Lord Jesus into our lives and say that he's the master of my fate, and he is the captain of my soul. But the ethos of the Invictus Games is to stop people from wallowing in self-pity because of how they are or who they are, but to begin to realize if they're going to change, they need to change. You understand? So they're getting them to realize, pick yourself up. Begin to do something that you've not done before. And we've been using this term, I am, haven't we? I am more than a conqueror. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. There are statements that you and I can make about ourselves that are biblical and we can make those I am, I am statements. He is the captain of my soul. He is the captain of my faith. I've given my life into his hands, but I've done that, but he also needs me to cooperate with him. I need to agree with what he said over me. I need to agree with the prophetic words over my life. I need to agree with what the Word says about me. If I don't agree, it won't manifest in my life. So it's really important. And Jenny last week got us to think about what are we sent to? I am sent to what? What is it that God has sent us to? Because we will rise up to that. Zig Ziglar said, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Amen. And there's a couple of words that God was speaking to me about on Saturday morning. Responsibility and accountability. And the dictionary says responsibility, and they're very much linked. It says, let's read it together. Come on, you do a bit as well. The state or fact of having a duty to deal with something or of having control over someone. That's not ungodly control, by the way when we're talking about responsibility. And it's the state or fact of being accountable for something. Amen? So it's linked very much to accountability. 
Uh, the dictionary says about accountability, are you ready? The fact or condition of being accountable and responsibility. So they are linked together. Now, what do you think of when you hear the word responsibility? What word immediately jumps into your mind? I think it might be this word. A four-letter word. I shall never forget in Ealing years ago, we had this guy that came to the church and uh, he was with us for just a short while and um, he got the sack from an undertaker's because uh, he was too happy. But the pastor was preaching one time and, and he said, you know, in heaven we're going to have to work. And we never saw him again. It might have been a coincidence, but sometimes we don't like this word, do we, work? Are you gone quiet on me again? <laughs> Responsibility is really, really important. And accountability is because, I'll tell you for why, because Paul says that we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We'll all appear before him to receive the things done in the body, whether we've done good things or bad things, there's going to be an account and we'll have to give an account. And we can't blame the pastors. Well, it's Dave and Irene's fault. They should have done this. You can't blame your partner's fault or the children's fault or your family's fault. You can't blame anybody else. You'll stand on your own. And you'll have to say, yes, I chose to do this and I chose not to do that. We will give an account. So we will be accountable for our lives. If your husband's you will be accountable for your family. Oh, that's gone quiet. <laughs> you have that role in the household to cover your wife, and if you've got children, to cover your children. You're there as the source for them. You're the ones that fight on their behalf to make them secure, to provide for them. Together, husbands and wives pray and plan what they're doing together but ultimately, when they stand before God, it will be the husband that gives the account for the family. Don't blame your wife, husbands. You will stand and you'll give an account, Gordon, won't you? Amen. And Kevin and Dave. All of us will stand and give an account for what responsibilities we have taken on when we said, I do. Amen? Responsibility is really key. We want you to take greater levels of responsibility in this ministry. Now, of course, there's always that uh, scripture, Excuses chapter 4, verse 13. <laughs> I, I can do a few things that I enjoy doing when it's convenient and doesn't cost me too much. you remember that one? It's in the back of the Bible, Excuses. you remember that one? I remember Paul's writing to Ephesians, who's, who, you know, Paul was a can-do person, Howard. Like you, my brother, Paul was a can-do person. He said, I can do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Praise God for can-do people. How many, how many can say this morning, I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens, me? Who strengthens me? 
Now, that doesn't mean to say that you have to do all things. So don't get worried, but what it means is this, we shouldn't look at something and say, I can't do that. That's a mindset thing. You've got to think differently. Think differently. Get rid of that old brain. Remember that one. We're coming into the mind of Christ by the removal of our minds. I mean the renewal of our minds. <laughs> Amen. The, uh, the, the, old is, the old is gone. You got that one. Yeah. Here's another one. Yes, but, you know, I don't have. Well, hang on a minute. Peter said, as his divine power has given to us all, all things that pertain to life and godliness. What is it that you haven't got? Well, Scripture says you've got the lot. What is it that you want? Make a draw on the Father. Make a draw on the Father. Make a draw on the Father. Make a draw on the Son. Ask God, this is what I need right now. This is what I would like. He gives us the desires. Don't get that poverty mentality thinking, I only need this little bit. Like I've heard people pray, Lord, just give me enough for me and mine. No, that's selfishness. Lord, give me enough so that I've got more than enough to give into the lives and bless other people. We've got all things that pertain. We've got to reach in to that realm and we need to look with that eye in, those eyes to see what's there that's for us. It's there. If God's called you to something, he has the provision. We already heard it. Effie said God's already provided it. The ram was already tied up. It's just Abraham couldn't see it until at the appointed time he saw it. It was there. He had an eye shift laser eye treatment and he saw it if you need it if God's called you to it it will be there already waiting he just needs you to step off Romans 1.20 I like this one this is just for those of you that use that chapter of excuses Paul says they are without excuse oh yes no excuses now, here quickly, have you got another few minutes, just a few minutes? You know Bill Lackey came to us in 2007. He gave us some uh, quite amazing prophetic words. Uh, this prophetic word was um, re released through Steve Schultz and the Elijah List. And he said 2018 is the brand new day of leadership to heal the nations. Let's read this together because my throat's getting a bit rough. This is a day of leadership. This is a day of generals. God is raising up an army, releasing his authority in the earth today. This authority will release and prepare us as we shift into greater end-time strategy. So he has a dream, okay? In the dream, he sees a battle. Um, if, if you've read this, you'll know he, he actually saw one that was 
that, that, that was in, um, in Korea, but he said that that's, it's not going to happen. But in the battle, there were these two characters from World War II. I think most of you are probably familiar with them. George Patton and, uh, and Eisenhower, two um, uh, Americans. George Patton was the great tank commander, amazing guy. Um, but they are very, very different in their approach and the strategy. And this is what he says. Let's read it together. George Patton was strong, loud, ordering, and unyielding. There seems to be a character in America that fits that bill at the moment. Ready? General Eisenhower was a communicator, a friend, a relational leader. He involved teams and built impact and strength through people joining their strengths together. I've only just read this, by the way, this last week as I was preparing for this. I just love how God's weaving it in. Ready? General Patton was a leader who was independent, not needing others to help make his decisions, always plowing forward with boldness. General Eisenhower valued the purpose of each person, soldier and leader. He would communicate, joining people who were in their position, releasing their gifting, and thereby building a strong, effective army. Let's go. Leadership, by basic definition, means someone who will take, what's the word? Responsibility for themselves, their vision, and others whom God gives them. The scripture says that without vision, the people will perish. Proverbs 29, 18. Without vision, in the original language, means a people who are unrestrained. So to be without vision means that you will walk around aimlessly with no direction, boundaries or restraint. Walking in leadership requires each leader to take responsibility for their process and how it affects others. This year we will see more people who are currently in the body of Christ stepping into their place of leadership. Now, I've put this in yellow to highlight it again. I want all of you to grasp this. We need to hear this for our children as well. We will also see a groundswell of a younger generation from 30 years of age and below who will arise with a clear understanding of their responsibility and are waiting to be authorized and covered by leadership in the previous generations. We have a responsibility as the older generation to empower them and to release them uh, in this new season that God's bringing. Okay, go. This year there will be many who will rise to a new place of responsibility. There's that word again. Expanding the leadership base in the body of Christ and creating a broad, stable base of leadership worldwide. It is necessary for this leadership to arise in this hour as God is causing his army, Joel's army, to stand tall and firm and bringing stability to his church. 
At first there will be some shock, but this uncertainty will fade away quickly. This new army of leadership will be integrated into the foundation of the base of leadership for the body of Christ worldwide. Angels will guide and lead the body of Christ into divine confrontation with the powers of darkness to overcome and establish the last day church. Notice that phrase, last day church. And to usher in the greater works of the kingdom of heaven before the return of Jesus Christ. Here's something for England is prophesying. England will once again arise as a super leadership power worldwide. There will be a shift of their international and national policy averting internal war among factions within England. England has been a righteous example of judicial rule and will once again return to this God-ordained position. He says, I believe the Queen of England has prayed and covenanted with God to establish this righteous rule within England. A mighty move of the Spirit will begin to awaken the liturgical church in their country. Abundance of worship music, teaching and healing demonstrations will flow with abundance in England. Amen. Now, if you've watched uh, on uh, Netflix or another platform, The Crown, any of you have watched that? You'll probably know that the Queen, on a couple of occasions, had invited Billy Graham into the palace. And she asked him a couple of questions. She had a, an issue of forgiveness that she was having to deal with within the family. And uh, she asked him about that, and he came into her place. And we have to believe that she has been touched by God. Even in amongst all the stuff that goes on in the royal family and, and the Freemasonry and stuff that there is around about. But that was a prophetic word. Now, he went on to say this. Let's keep reading together. England will form an alliance with the United States which will start a strategic flow of sheep nations worldwide. I believe Prince Charles, Prince William and Prince Harry will have a shift in their thinking as the righteous prayers of their generations are being poured out for them to see the kingdom of heaven. I encourage you to pray into this. That's something for us as intercessors to begin to pray into. They have unique strategic roles for our worldwide redemptive purposes. Don't lose hope or underestimate God's power and call upon their lives. Decree, remain determined and walk in divine alignment concerning England. England is strongly in the focus of God to complete what he began. Amen. So there are, and we need to weigh this word. This is a word that's come through Bill Lackey. We know him. He's part of Christian International. He ministers alongside Apostle Jane Hammond and, uh, and, and uh, Dr. Bill Hammond and the team there. So he is a proven prophet, but obviously we are to test every word. But there's things there, I believe, that we can pray into. 
if you um, want to check the whole of the prophetic word, because he, he prophesies into other nations, if you go onto the Elijah list or if you Google, you know, Bill Lackey and Word for 2018, you'll, you'll probably find it because that's how it came up. Hallelujah. So, amazing things. Now, I believe we're a team that's ready to go at any time. Now, there's the arch villain, have you noticed, down in the bottom right-hand corner there. But there's young and old there, and that's all of us going together as a team. Amen? Hello? We're going together. Now, here's the question that I want to ask. Have you found your place yet? Are you in your place? You can serve on more than one team if you want. We always need more people to build into those teams that God is developing because we want to pull complementary gifts, skills together and we want to help hone those teams into incredible fighting units. Amen? Working together. Rubbing the sharp corners off of each other. It's okay. That really, that conflict is okay. We can resolve it if we're mature. Hello? If you're mature, you'll be able to go to the side of conflict because none of us in leadership want to batter anybody. We want to keep loving on you and encouraging you. Amen? But you know, there's an old saying, before we went metric... There's an old saying, those that want by the yard and try by the inch need to be kicked by the foot. <laughs> you can't do that now, we've gone metric. But there are times when, you know, we'll give you a gentle kick, but it will be out of love. Amen? It will be out of love, seriously, because we want the best for you. We believe God's brought the best into this house to be the best. Amen? And we know that when we send people out, we send out the best. And so we want you to commit into the teams this year. If you're not currently a part of a team, then please talk to one of us and let's explore your gifts, your abilities, and let's get you in those teams in order that you can function and begin to be released. And we're going to flow like never before. The media team is going to flow. It needs to, doesn't it, Dave? We're already panicking that we've got a short window before Dana leaves us. And we're saying, okay, how can we get the teams trained up? Because there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. Editing, directing, not just pointing a camera and pressing the on button. Lots of things that go on. So pray for us. Pray for our pastors. I believe we've got tremendous pastors in this place. The leadership team in this place is great, but this is not a revelation now. We're not getting any younger. Succession is really important. There's no success without a successor. And we need to be bringing alongside all of us that are 
responsible for teams, bringing others alongside, even some of the, the younger ones, I'm not talking about children now, but bringing others so that we can grow each other and we can be an amazing force to be reckoned with. Synergy is going to happen in this place. There's a greater level of it. You can feel it in the atmosphere. When we begin to get locked in, it was hard going this morning. I don't know what it was. It felt like there was a real spirit of heaviness. It just wasn't happening to begin with. We've got to press through, and it takes every one of us to press through. Don't bring a monkey in with you. Okay, leave it at the door, you know, and preferably don't pick it back up when you go out. <laughs> Just say, when I go in there, I'm going to be focused, I'm going to give God everything, and I'm going to leave this little issue at the door. It might need working out, and you might need to pick it back up, but if it's a mood, get over it, grow up. As Ann Tate says, put your big girl panties on. <laughs> grow up, be mature. Get over yourself. Amen? Amen. Maturity is good. So let's, let's stand together. Together, everyone achieves more, accomplishes more. When we work together, when we pull together. I love these touch points, you know. There's often tensions because sometimes folks go sick at the uh, event or a family issue occurs and someone has to uh, go and attend to that. And it means sometimes we need other people. And it's at those times when we're tested as teams and as other teams. And it's then when, you know, as leaders, we've got to just lay down and get involved, you know, take up the basin and the towel that the Lord Jesus did and washed the disciples' feet. We work together. We help one another out, support one another. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to thank you today for the work that you're doing in our lives. Lord, this year that, uh, Father, you've had Bill Lackey prophesy about, about a year of leadership, Father, to see the nations being healed. Lord, we don't want to be backward this year about stepping into leadership to see the nations healed. Lord, we recognize you've sent the nations into Burton, into Derby, into Long Eaton, into Birmingham. Father, around this region, in Manchester, Father, all of our towns and cities have the nations on our doorstep. And Lord, we want to see the nations healed. Lord, we want to see the greatest thing of salvation being released this year. Lord, we want to be harvesters wherever we go. And so, Father, we want to uh, rise up in, on the very core, in our very being, Father. Rise up to the challenge of this year. Not to leave it to someone else. Not to just walk away from our responsibilities. But, Father, recognizing that we will give an account one day. And we want to be able to say, Yes, Lord, we did all that you called us to. And for us to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, we want to hear those things over our lives. We don't want to in that day be filled with regret. And so, Father, I pray that as all of us are stood together today, that, Lord, we will put our hands to the plough, as it were, to take up the challenge of leadership and taking responsibility and accountability 
in this ministry and with the visitors today where you've called them to be. Lord, I pray that each one of us would play our part in Jesus' name. And even for those, Father, that will listen to this being replayed, Lord, I pray that you would enable them to get into the ecclesia of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and play their part and not just be comfortable sitting at home and watching, but being fully involved with what you're doing in your church in this day and this hour. In Jesus' name, Lord, may this week be an amazing week of seeing people's lives turned around as we reach out and proclaim the gospel to others. In Jesus' name, Lord, give us the boldness to pray for people wherever we are. In Jesus' name, amen.